just worship. She, no, 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 just worship. So why would we move on? Just worship. She, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Holy, holy, are you Lord God Almighty? Worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb, you are holy, holy, are you Lord God Almighty, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb. Are holy, holy. Oh, my Lord, we just step into eternity right now. You're the light. There will be no need for a sun because the Lamb will light it. (laughs) The Lamb will be the lamp. <laughs> Just let him shine on you right now. Every bit of darkness exposed. Let the light shine. Oh, Jesus. Yes. You see and know all things, yet you choose us still. Oh. <laughs> so kind you are good and your loving mercy endures forever Holy One of Israel, the one prophesied from the beginning, (laughs) the culmination of every revelation. (laughs) 
the sum of all things. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> the final destination. <laughs> the final destination. Oh. <laughs> hey. Oh. Whoo, Jesus. Hey. Wow. Mm. I am he, he said. Ha, what else are we looking for? <laughs> Ooh, you're holy and unsearchable. Who can know all of your wisdom? Who could even begin to grasp just the very tip of the iceberg of who you are, Lord? Who could do it? Only the Holy Spirit can reveal you. Only you can reveal yourself. So, great and mighty God, I pray. Holy Spirit, now come in a great way. I pray to each heart right now. I, I believe this by, by the Spirit. There are many of you in this room, and you are in dire need of a revelation of Jesus Christ in a certain capacity, in a certain area. And so right now, I just pray that whatever revelation that is that you need of the person of Jesus, the Holy Spirit would blow on you right now and he would reveal whether it be at savior as lord as friend as companion as vindicator as judge as attorney whatever you need jesus as healer deliverer come holy spirit and do what you do reveal the son who reveals the father right now come holy spirit ha some of you have been, I might need deliverance, but no, 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 it's really just been you need to see Jesus this way, by the Spirit. And when you see it by the Spirit, you'll have it by the Spirit. And it won't be in human efforts or work or 12 steps. It'll be by the Spirit, and the Spirit will bear the fruit in itself. Come right now, Holy Spirit. It is not by might, not by power, not by strength, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. He says he's pleased to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hands. Jesus Christ building his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Not by man or human efforts, not by the greatest oracles or the greatest theologians, but by himself, the Holy Spirit who is God. Flow through your people right now. Every bit of lies exposed. Every bit right now. She did every bit of lies you've been believing about you, you've been believing about the Lord, the power of God, those, those who are amongst you. God, every bit of lie, every lie you've been believing about your past, God, right now, pull it back and expose it. Holy Spirit, I pray. Holy Spirit, I pray. By the name of Jesus, reveal him. The Bible says that when you pray in my name, he will do it. We pray in the name of Jesus that the Holy Spirit comes and reveals all truth right now. Come. The, what does he reveal truth? What is all truth? Truth is Jesus. <laughs> I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is life. Thank you, Lord. Let him minister to your hearts for another moment. Just, just receive. 
years of lies being just years of even even false doctrines and, and things that you didn't even realize you were operating in and, and out of because you believed wrongly. But the Holy Spirit in his mercy and in his power coming right now and revealing it. Showing you Jesus as he is. Holy. Full of mercy and the wrath of God is with him. He is to be feared and to be loved and to be adored. The great comforter and the great convictor. My children, who told you you had to break your own yoke? Who lied to you? <laughs> Did I not say, come to me, all you who labor and are weary, and I will give you rest? Who told you? Who lied to you? Was it my voice? I am the good shepherd, and I lead to green pastures and still waters. Mm. Goodness and mercy, they follow you because of me all the days of your life, says the Lord. Who else? Who convinced you you needed to fill your own cup? Did I not tell you that your cup runneth over? Mm. Who told you you needed to anoint your own head? I can never clean my own sins. So you smeared me with your blood and did away with them. 
were able to pick myself up. So you poured out your spirit and overflowed my cup. I could never straighten out my crooked mind. So you came and you gave me thine. not following you. I'm so sorry, Jesus. Remember, you were so, you were so willing to shepherd and lead, and we just were stubborn and rebellious, Lord. It's never been you. It's never been you. <laughs> Have mercy The helper has come and helped us this morning. He's helped us right into the arms of the only one we need. He's helped us right out of bitterness and right out of resentment and right out of lies and right out of feeling that other people can control or thwart our heart and have a say. It's help me, he's king. looking for lovers that will willingly yield and say, come have your way, God. He showed us, he's helped us this morning. Let us ride into himself. It's so good. What a good God. Aren't you thankful? Why don't you tell him that? Why don't you tell him that this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Oh. We were so undeserving. Thank you, Jesus. <sighs> time and time again, you come. Like, you just come. If we'll just really turn to you, you'll come. receive an offering before we leave, but I'm going to roll right into, I want to preach out of this. There's no reason to move on from this. Why would I move on from this? But So if you'll just have that ready at the end, and for the end, and um, the worship team, you guys did amazing just sitting on his feet, but just do whatever you feel led. I'm going to roll right into um,
You've heard of his and hers. This is his and mine. <laughs> we'll be in one portion of scripture and I'll probably read the whole thing. And I'll probably repeat myself a couple times, but that's okay. How many of you know sheep, we forget things, you know. Um, but we'll be in, in the chapters of John 14 through 16 this morning. We're going to read the whole thing. So, um, Holy Spirit, help. Continue to help make Jesus known. Listen, and if you're encountering him, just stay right there. Don't worry about it. Um, you can leave your lights down and it'll be okay. We can't open that door so others will feel welcome if they come in late. Um, I think sometimes the enemy and, and even ourselves, you know, we we love to get, or he loves to get us all twisted up and, and taking responsibility for things that aren't our responsibility. And, um, and then neglecting the things that are. You know, it's like if he can get us, he might not can get us to renounce Jesus, but if he can get us so bound up or even ourselves or others can get us so, you know, messed up going after God's responsibilities in our life and not going after uh, our responsibilities, you know. And so then we neglect ours and then we don't let God do his and then wonder why things are the way they are. <laughs> so I want to just lay some biblical groundwork of, of what is his and what is mine. Mine meaning ours, yours, mine, your responsibility in your life. I'm going to say that, do you know that God will not read your Bible for you? <laughs> he may read it to you. I've had that happen. The Holy Spirit will re bring to remembrance all things, but he will not, you know, possess your body and take you over and open up the Bible and have you read it. He may lead you to do that if you yield, but he's not going to do it. He'll pray in tongues for you. I've had that happen where he just takes over, does that. So, uh, but anyway, here we go. His responsibility is to produce the fruit of the Spirit in my life, in your life. It is not your responsibility to produce the fruit of the Spirit. You're not responsible for producing self-control in your life. You're not responsible for producing peace and patience and kindness and goodness in your life. You can't create it. You're responsible for operating in it. Meaning what? How do I operate in it? You operate it in by faith. Meaning what? I believe that when I became born again, my entire nature was changed. I was wicked, loved sin, enjoyed it. I became born again. I no longer enjoy sin. I don't like it. I had the nature of the flesh. We can go to Galatians, but we don't really need to because we've been gone there quite a bit. But Galatians 5, and you would read the lust of the flesh, sorceries, adulteries, lies, all these things. Those you manifested naturally before. Now, love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, gentleness, you shouldn't be manifesting naturally in this new nature. And so as you abide, which is your responsibility, abiding in him, the fruit, that's how you again, have faith, and it's produced in your life, is by abiding. And we're going to read it in just a minute. No one can do anything apart from me, but if you abide in my in me, you'll bear much fruit. What fruit is he talking about? The fruit of the Spirit. So again, 
our part is abiding, remaining in him. How do we do that? We believe him. We believe that he says to know his word, hide it in our hearts. We believe that he says to commune by the spirit, spend time with him, get alone with him. We look at the life of Jesus and we literally follow what he did. We pray for the sick. We come into fellowship and we bear one another's burdens and then we cast our cares upon him and believe that he cares for us. We commune, we check with him before we do things. That's abiding. We obey him. That's abiding. And as we abide, what happens? That fruit is produced naturally. Another one I want to highlight, and again, I'm going to go to scripture and I'll probably refresh you on these, is his, is his responsibility is to lead and speak to you. You are not responsible for leading your own life. Huh? What? You're not responsible for leading your own life. He it calls himself the good shepherd and even dedicates an entire psalm to it. Peter says he's the good shepherd and the overseers of our soul. If he is the overseer of the soul, what does that mean about us? That we are not. You are not responsible for the condition of your soul. What? What? He restores my soul. He leads me beside still waters. You're responsible for following the shepherd. Your part, our part, is obedience. Our part is following and listening for. How can you hear if you don't turn your ear? How can you hear if you won't turn your ear? If you don't incline your ear to hear what he would say. I've been walking through some crazy times recently and in, in uh, running into just every kind of opinions and, and this thing and that thing and perspectives and some biblical, some not. But I'm at the point now because of it where I can typically tell if they prayed or not. <laughs> and like what comes out of the mouth with perspective, it's like, but did you pray about that? Did you incline your ear? Because I feel like you're operating out of perspective and opinion, not you have turned and inclined your ear to the Lord and are operating from that place. And you'll know it by its fruit. Why? Because his voice produces his fruit in us and in others. You'll know if I'm being led by the spirit, I may be firm. I may be unmovable at times, but I'm going to be full of humility, willing to yield in truth, self-control and of a sound mind. One of the greatest indicators that you're following the voice of the Lord is that you are in a sound mind and not double minded. If you read about being double-minded, you'll find it's right in wisdom and hearing directly from the Lord in, J in the book of James. It's tied right into it. A double-minded person is unstable in all their ways. So what is the indicator of a double mind? Instability. Wavering. <laughs> Whoa. So does that mean, do we bat a thousand all the time? Absolutely not. But what you can do is, again, use that indicator. We've been talking about it on Wednesday nights, discerning the demonic. And we've been talking about how to, uh, to notice what voice 
by the fruit it produces. But if you start noticing you're getting unstable and you're becoming of a sound mind, guess what? It was not the stabilizer. <laughs> he stills the storm or sleeps through them. So I, there's two examples for every situation. Either he comes in in a power and authority and shuts down the storm, or he gives you the peace to sit through it. Either way, the boat may be rocking, but you are steady and stable, which means you're of what? Your right mind. His voice produces it. So it's his job to lead. It's my job to follow. I'm sorry, but following God makes a lot of people mad. Following God makes you look crazy. Following the Lord makes people go, I don't like that he ought to do. I think he ought to do this. But did you pray? It's the truth. Listen, how do I want me to prove it to you? Noah's building an ark in it for rain that's coming. It never rained. So the only people that got him were the ones who probably went and checked with the Lord, which would have been his family, or they just believed dad. Everybody else, you're out your mind. What are you talking about? I can't see it. God would never do that. I don't know. Did you see it? Ezekiel. <laughs> Me and my buddy Stephen. Y'all, welcome Stephen, by the way. He's a good dude. Uh, love him, Stephen Perfy. Great heart, great man of God. So uh, anyway... We were just talking about this. Dude, listen. Ezekiel is naked, laying in the street, cooking his food on poop, saying, I got the word of the Lord. We'd be like, you got critters. Christians would be right over there talking about, in the name of Jesus, blah, 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 blah. you got a spirit of lewdness and uncleanness and da, 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 da. And you're, you're eating your food on poop. At least he was wise enough to ask, because God told him to do it on human poop, and he was wise enough to ask to let me do it on cow, which God, I would have been like, how about just not poop? <laughs> you know, like, you, dude, you started down the right track, but you didn't finish well. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah, you have not, because you asked not. We need to go, go back in time, and be like, Ezekiel, no, bro. Just be like, hey, or something. Uh, can I use cherry wood? But, yeah, do you, un do you understand, though, like, how many people would have looked at him and said, you are out of your flipping mind? I would. Listen, I mean, I've seen people pull down their shorts and pee on the side of the wall, and I'm going, whoa, this dude's laying naked in the street, cooking his food on poop, talking about, thus says the Lord God Almighty. They, nowadays, they would, uh, they would take him and put him in, in, in the, is it the sixth floor over at St. E's? The seventh floor. Yeah, he'd be on the seventh floor real quick. But how many of you know he was, a, he was being led? Well, we forget that. That's crazy, huh? John the Baptist, what happened to him? He obeyed the Lord and lost his head. They crucified the king of glory. Peter crucified upside down. Beaten, whipped. I mean, this is the results. So he'll take you through some times. But the, the funny thing is they're getting beaten. Peter's like, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you, sir. Can I have another? <laughs> Why? Because he has a sound mind. He's stable. It's not your job to lead yourself. 
Your path will lead to destruction. There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end is death. <laughs> and sometimes while you're doing it, it looks like death. Ezekiel looked like he was in death. And he's violating the law, by the way. You do not cook your food on poop. Unclean. Yeah, God did directly ask him. Put that in your theological pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Just saying. That's why we say rules of thumb, not box. Rules of thumb, not box. Uh, another one's Hosea. God tells him to marry a prostitute. I mean, you didn't do that. So, you know, his boys were like, uh, if Stephen came to me tomorrow, I'd be like, bro, you know, hey, uh, God told me to marry so-and-so walking the street. I'm going to be like, bro, that was not God. <laughs> you heard something, but it was not the voice of God. It was a spirit, but not an angel, you know, <laughs> or a fallen one, you know. I'd be trying to counsel them out of that. That was like, I got the word of the Lord. People are going, you're crazy. You're out your mind. But then they're probably looking like, how does he have peace? How does he have joy? How does he, you know? It's our job to obey and to listen. The listening part is so important. Many people, I've listened. Listen, we, we've been pastoring now. I've been pastoring, oh, God, I've been in ministry 10 years. So we've been, we've been pastoring for four, five, maybe six years. I've been full-time pastor coming up on um, two years and, and have been, or no, one year full-time, three years as a senior leader. Let me tell you. Like, people get all been out of shape, and they never spent time with God and then wonder why. If you're going to hear my voice, you must be in my presence. The word panim for presence is the same word for face. When the Bible says, seek my face or seek my presence, it's the same thing. Why? Where is the mouth on your face? His words come out of his presence, out of his face. It even says that the presence dwelt between the cherubim on the mercy seat in the Holy of Holies. And Moses would go in and inquire from the presence. And it says, and the voice would come out of the presence. His voice is in his presence. Listen, I've been in navigating stuff left and right. And the Lord rebuked me one day because I was like trying, you know, double-mindedness, try to set in. It was from the enemy telling me something contrary to what I hear. And that's how I know, whoa, wait, I might not be hearing right. And he, the Lord come in real quick and rebuked me. He said, why would you believe anything you have heard outside of my presence? <sighs> Ooh. Some people be like, I'm about to make a decision. I'm going to pray. Lord, would you speak to me? Oh, I think God's okay with it. And then they go forward. Instead of actually like getting in his presence. What do I mean? When his presence comes, I didn't mean to go here, but I'm going. When his presence comes, it's visible. There, I, there's not a way you were just in this room 10 minutes ago and didn't know the presence of God was in the room. Why? Because it looks like something. It feels like something. God shows up to speak to Moses through an angelic host. And what happens? There's a burning bush, yet it's not consumed. Uh, Elisha grabs the mantle. Where is the God of Elijah? He strikes the water. Boom, what happens? Literally, seas split. 
They're going through the wilderness in what? Pillar of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. There's a tangible, visible leading. When the cloud lifted, they lifted and depart. When the cloud remained, they stayed. What if we started living life that way, that we started waiting and just following where the presence was and not going where it's not? What would happen if we would have ears that hear and eyes that see what the Spirit is saying? Help us, Jesus. And we know that now we are that temple. We know it several different ways. Paul said it for one, and I believe Paul. But we know that. And Jesus said, I'll tear this down and raise it up three days, meaning his body when he rose up. Why? As the firstborn among many. Why? Because we've now been death dead and buried in a baptismal and raised to new life and the life that we have now is him because he's the resurrected life that we're already resurrected from the dead in our spirit yet in these tents of meeting Peter calls it and then what happens when the Holy Spirit comes there's a pillar of fire on their head showing you what here it is here's the tent of meeting just like the wilderness come on Jesus inquire in his temple where Looking inward to this indwelling God within me, Christ in me, the hope of glory, in whom the fullness of the Godhead dwells in bodily form. The fullness of the Godhead dwells in Christ, and guess where Christ dwells? In me and you, if you're born again. Inquire of him. Seek him. Do not move in haste. It's his to lead, mine to follow. It's his job to renew our minds by his spirit. It is not, and his word, it is not your responsibility to renew your mind. I want to free you up. It is your responsibility to not resist the renewing and to have faith in what he said would renew your mind. Which is what? By the spirit that sanctifies and what? Washing your mind in the water of the word. So I must have faith that whether I feel it or feel like it doesn't matter. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That means if I'm reading this and I don't see it in the moment, I have faith that this word is sharper than any two-ever side, shedding, uh, separating asunder flesh and spirit, that it's literally washing my mind as I read it, and my mind is being renewed not because of what I think, feel, or see later, but what I believe right here in this moment. That's faith. And then I believe that the Spirit of God dwells in me and is speaking in and through and to me. You will know. There's been some things I went to go do recently, and the Holy Spirit went, and I went, what was that? I felt like I was going to throw up. That was the Holy Spirit saying, no, 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 no. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. But once you've been sealed for your salvation. But then there's been other things I started to do, and I'm like, that's crazy would be completely out of the box. Nobody will understand. Nobody will believe. And then I start to walk that way, and I get hit with the wind of the Holy Spirit. I just begin to weep and bawl, and the presence comes. Am I being led by myself or by him? That's the question. And how do you know his presence? Again, he's responsible to do it. He's responsible to renew it. He does the supernatural work of renewing your mind. You can get so caught. I know that I need to be, Paul said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what the will of God is. Yes, you need to do that. But how do you get transformed? Be filled with the Holy Ghost. How do I get filled with the Holy Ghost? 
I commune with God. I speak in tongues. I read the word. I keep walking. I keep fellowshipping. I keep talking. I keep praying. I keep going. I keep walking. I follow the presence. And by default, my mind becomes renewed. When you hear truth, the truth will. You you better hear it, though. And how are you going to hear if you don't turn your ears? How are you going to hear if you don't turn your ear? Last one, and then I'm going to read scripture. This one might step on some toes. It is not your responsibility to prune your life. What am I talking about? Do you know what pruning is? Pruning is the removal of things that are no longer beneficial to you, the removal of things that are not, you know, da-da-da-da. It's not your responsibility. Now, the Bible does say if it causes you to sin, cut it off. We're not talking about that. The Father prunes. It is your responsibility to embrace pruning. That means you got born again, you got saved, and, and we do this in the church a lot of times. We go to people and we're like, you need to throw out every bit of your music, every bit of your TV, every bit of this, every bit of that, and you'll and clean up and did it, and you better not wear this, you better not wear that, you better not do this, you better not do that. Listen, if you're in a Bible-believing, preaching church full of the Holy Ghost, people are going to say or preach or say, and you'll get convicted and the Holy Spirit will do it, I'm telling you, if the truth is being preached. That's only an issue when you're going to a place that has a watered-down gospel and watered-down word, and then you've got to have conversations in back rooms. But when the truth is being preached under an anointing that the Holy Spirit then can come bring the break the yoke and conviction, boom. Now, if you're watching somebody and, and you know that that thing's leading to sin and you know God's talking to them and they've been to you and said, God told me I need to cut this out in my life, and then you know that you've been, you know, you, they've been hearing preaching. They've been sitting under words teaching it. Now that's that's when it's time to then go and say, "Hey, why do you keep like resisting the Lord?" That's brotherly love. Like you, ha- that's me holding you accountable. You've already said by your own admission, God told me not to, and you are by your own admission say, doing it anyway. Then that's accountability. Let me hold you accountable. Like don't do that. You said you you said God said don't to do it. You keep doing it. You think that God's gonna bless that? And then in love, I help them. But people come in brand new. Get set. Listen, we're going to hit these streets real soon this summer. We already got it. Motion. John's studying up evangelism. You know, he's getting ready. Uh, where Mary's going. She's got, she's getting the homeless ready. She's studying evangelism along with John. They're going to tag team it, and we're going to hit these streets and preach the gospel. And there's going to come people in here that smell. There's going to come people in here that got jacked up. They're living with three people, five people, sleeping around, doing this. Doing. Listen. Listen, they don't, they know they're wrong. And you better trust the preaching of the gospel. And I'm not saying water down it. I'm saying, hey, the Lord says, repent from your sins. Here's the law. Do this, 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 and this, you know. But Jesus said he'll forgive you for everything. Just preach the gospel. Turn from your sins. Cling to Jesus, get washed in the blood, be baptized, resurrected in new life, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And then let's walk with them and love them. Okay? They don't, have to, they don't have to get where my sister Bev is day one. There's some people in this room that when you came in the church, you were listening to some stuff, and it took everything in me not to say, hey, cut that out. Chris said he's talking to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We just point them back to Jesus. 
It's the Father's job to prune. It's our job not to resist it. Let him prune you. He may say, hey, quit watching this. Hey, quit watching that. And the Holy Spirit's patient and kind. He did it to me with video games for several years. I would go through cycles. You know, I was an addict, and the same chemical is released in my brain, in our brains, when we, we win at video games as it is when you do cocaine. I don't know if you knew that. And so for me, that was the, my, the drug I was on. Uh, and so it was crazy because I'd find myself, like, getting agitated, and then I'd find, like, my peace leaving. The fruit was mad. I played video game for eight hours, and I was a, like, grumpy person, mean to my kids, like, all that stuff, you know? Not me, but, like, easily agitated. And I'm like, why? This is not producing good fruit in me. And then it got to the point where the Lord kind of finally came in, and I actually had to go through this twice. I went through this for years because I'd be like, oh, it's just video games. It's harmless. You know, and I'm not saying this. I'm not. If you play video games, you can admit that's between you and Alint. Again, don't go home and prune yourself. I'm not saying go home and prune yourself. But if the father comes, hey, he did it to me, just obey. But don't do like I did and take forever because I did. And finally, it was like, and I felt, kept feeling like, you know, the Lord was like, get it out of the house, get it out of the house, get it out of the house. And, and I was like, no, but the kids watch, you know, DVDs, and it's got everything you need. It's got DVD. We don't need a fire stick. You can da-da-da-da. And, and so I, then next, what, what do you know, I'd have a rough day and, or a rough week, and the enemy saw an opportune time. Oh, they got that new Call of Duty out, Brett. <laughs> you know, da, 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 and I'd go in there, and the next thing you know, I'm, I'm sitting in my prayer time thinking about playing video games. You know, that's a problem. So then that, that's when the Holy Spirit came and says, does it, does it keep you in communion with me or sever communion? And I was like, oh, it's severing communion. And he was like, well, is it beneficial to you? No, sir. <laughs> and I went through that twice. And then finally, I sold it and went and bought a, uh, a DVD player and a fire stick. I hadn't had a problem since. He tried to get me on the phone a couple times, the enemy, like little, well, I could do it, and da, 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 but no, it's 12-12, by the way, <laughs> for you prophetic people. So, um, apostolic grace, anyway, um, it's his responsibility to prune, it's our responsibility to embrace it, all right, let's read our scriptures, you ready? It's in the book of John. These are probably some of the most paramount scriptures as a Christian. 15 through 16. 15 through 16. This is one of the longest recordings of Jesus speaking. Ch chapter 14 through 16. We're reading three chapters. Y'all good with a lot of scripture? Yeah. All right. And I'm going to probably point out some things that are his responsibility and our responsibility. His responsibility and our responsibility. Ready? Number one. Uh, not number one. <laughs> First one. Let not your heart be troubled. So it's your responsibility to keep your heart from being troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. So whose responsibility is it to believe? Okay, but who gives faith? God. So what is he saying? He's showing you the cooperation here. He's saying, I give you faith, but you must use it. In my father's house are many mansions if it were not so i would have told you i go to prepare a place for you and if i go and prepare a place for you i will come again and receive you to myself and where i am that you may be also and where i go you know and the way you know what's he saying 
do you make your place in heaven? Who makes your place in heaven? Meaning what? Listen, you, right now, let me tell you something. You don't have to worry about your mansion in heaven. He's building it. That's not your responsibility. He's making a place for you. You don't have to worry about being received to it. He will come and take you there. That means you don't need to rush getting there. But I just want to die today so I can go be with Jesus. Me too, to live as Christ, to die as gain. I get the heart and the understanding of it. But if he's ready for you, he will receive you. You don't need to worry about that. Does that make sense? It's selfish. He, if you're alive right now, it means it's for Christ. That means you still got a job to do for the glory of Jesus. He ain't done yet. If he didn't have a calling and a purpose on your life, I can, I can boldly stand up here and prophesy to each one of you and say you have a destiny and calling on your, on your life. You know how? Because you're alive. You're still here. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You cannot get to the Father only through Jesus. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also, and from now on you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father, so how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Listen, I want to stop right here. Well, the Father who dwells in me does the work. The Father who dwells in me does the work. I love this. There was too much. I knew I should have stopped right there. I do not speak on my own authority. I'm going to go back. Listen, he says, if you see me, you've seen the Father. So if you have had an encounter with Jesus, you cannot say you don't know the Father. It's Jesus' job to reveal who to you? The Father. It's Holy Spirit's job to reveal who to you? Jesus. And it's the Father's job to send who? The Holy Spirit. It's not your responsibility to send the Holy Spirit. It's not your responsibility to uh, reveal the Father to yourself or Jesus to yourself. And if you try and attempt, you'll get a skewed view. You will create a God in your own image and your own liking. And he always tells you what you want to hear. And he always tells you the comfortable, easy path to go. It's a little G, not the big G. I love this. He says, I do not speak on my own authority. If Jesus didn't speak his own words, should we speak ours or his? Again, I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to talk to you about gossip for a minute backbiting, slander, how we do things in this house. When we do things in this house, because we do things according to the Bible, and if somebody comes to you and has an accusation or something about somebody or wants to come and talk to you, I have a concern about so-and-so, you have a biblical, and right now, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it, I don't ever say it, apostolically I say, you have a mandate in this house in this family, in this people to say two things to them. 
First and foremost, have you prayed for them and about that yet? You stopped them right in their checks. Have you prayed about that and for them yet? Well, no. Well, then you should probably do that. Well, yes. Well, what did the Lord say? Well, the Lord said, but, but, but what did the Lord say? And you point them back to what the Lord say. And then once you get through that, the next thing is, have you talked to that person face-to-face yet? No. Well, then right now, you're in, you're, this is unbiblical. Oh, well, I just need advice. Seek Jesus. Pray. You, ha- you have. You have 1,847 pages right here of counsel. And the one who wrote it living in you, who's known as counselor. Pray, you better pray. And if you don't hear it, fast on it. Get in his presence and wait and don't move without it. Don't move it. Because listen, you don't have all the facts. You don't know. Some people like G- Jesus, listen, how many stood and slandered Jesus and they did not even know he was the son of God. And the Bible says like a sheep being led to slaughter, he said not a word. Why? His vindication would be on the day he rose again. Who would vindicate him? His father in heaven. And so some people, they just don't talk about it. They got that revelation. And you just speculate. And what you don't know is you're stepping in mud and slime and sin. And then you're going to have to come back and repent. I've seen it happen so much. So much. Because you finally went and prayed. But if you prayed in the first place, it would never happen. Have you asked God about it? What did he say? Have you talked to them? Okay. Then if they have and was not satisfied, then at that point it's like, let's go, then let's pray and let's go talk to them together. Bible. Face to face. Not call 20 different million people talking about the current issue somebody's having and, say, and, and putting it under the guise of, well, we just really concerned and want to pray for them. So you love them enough to talk to somebody else about them, but not to talk to them yourself. So actually what you're telling me is you love yourself more than you love them because you're not willing to die to yourself and be put in an uncomfortable uh, position because I don't like confrontation. This is Bible. I personally... More and more, I've, me and John were just texting about it. I've said stuff. What, what did I say? What was it? We've all said it. Heaven was bankrupt or something like that. It's not in the Bible. And I can't find it. And it sounds really good. And I don't know. And I'm not, I'm not bashing anybody that says it. I'm not bashing anybody that says it. I've said it. I said it. But then I'm reading it. And I'm like, but the Father was still there. And the four living creatures. And, the, and, the, and so I, the sea of glass, I mean, I don't know, man. Streets of gold and it was bankrupt. What? I get what I get what it's implying, and it's saying Jesus the most I would say this. Heaven gave the very crown jewel of all of heaven. The centerpiece of everything was given. The very best of all of heaven. You could say that. But there's still a whole lot of I mean, Father's still on his throne. The ancient of days is still sitting there. Let's not devalue him because I've never heard Jesus devalue the Father. Actually, Jesus came saying, uh-uh, uh-uh, him, him, him. 
So you see what I say? I just don't want to get in that like, whoa. I felt the Lord when I said that. Whoa. So I repent, you know. But why? Because I, I spoke what I heard somebody else say. I regurgitated something instead of going to God and speaking only what I heard. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. If I don't get a message for the service, and I'm going to tell on myself, and I pray you can't tell. But if I don't get a, usually you can because I'll have my phone out. But, but I, like there's some days what I preach, last Wednesday I forgot what I was even preaching on. Until I was sitting in this chair and about to get up here. And so everything, how many of you were here Wednesday? How many of you enjoy Wednesday? Fresh, felt good? Yeah? All in the moment. No, why? And I'm not saying me, why? Because the Holy Spirit will give you what to say in the moment. Because there becomes a place where you're dependent upon God and you don't want you. And sometimes you can overthink it and get you all up in the mix. Oh, that sounds good. That's a good one-liner. That'll make me sound good. I should put this. That'll make everybody go, ooh, and ah, I should put that. Instead of just like, Holy Spirit, possess me and move through me. You see what I'm saying? I only do what I hear the Father saying. And sometimes I didn't, you don't hear it until the very moment. And so if he doesn't say anything, why are we trying to say something? We feel like we got to have something to say. I've been learning that lesson in my, this season a lot. I need to just shut up sometimes. Help me, God. He's like, James like, if you could control that tongue, boy, you could do, you know, it's a fire. And sometimes I'm like, I just say, I just, but I love transparency. I love honesty. And some of it's my heart is just to be like, I'm an open book. But sometimes you just, you don't need to say some things. And so I'm going to go take Jesus' example. I do not speak on my own authority but the Father. It's the words I speak to you. I don't speak on my own authority. And he also says, I only say what I hear the Father saying. But then he goes on this says, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Even Jesus himself did not do the works in and of himself. The spotless Lamb of God, the Word made flesh, didn't do anything apart from the Father doing it in him and through him by the power of the Holy Spirit. What an example to live our lives. But what that should do is, again, tell you his part and your part. Your part is to be a willing vessel. His part is to do the work, not by strength, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. What a good God, huh? We've got a long way to go. All right. Believe in me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Hey, believe that I'm in the Father and the Father in me. But if you can't just accept that, then believe everything the Father's doing through me because it ain't me, it's him. That's what he's saying. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works I'll do, he'll do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. He will not do greater works through you because today you woke up and you're... I was trying to say something. All your clothes were ironed. You're looking good. You got your hair fixed. Everything's going. It was a great day. You got eight hours of sleep. You woke up, had your coffee, and now Jesus can do works through you. Not in the Bible. He actually said, the works that you will do and greater than me have nothing to do with that, but have everything to do with what I'm doing and where I'm going and who's going to do it. Thank, that's comforting. It's not your responsibility to perform the works through you or th in your life. It's your responsibility to yield and allow him to do them through you. And whatever you ask in my name, 
That I will do so that the Father may be glorified. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Obviously, it's according to his will. If you love me, keep my commandments. So I'm going to read on. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. That helper word, it means uh, it's shows similarities but diversity of operation and ministries. Jesus' use of this another, this is another helper, another person, for sending another comforter equals one besides me in addition to me, but one just like me. This is him speaking about the Holy Spirit, another helper. He will do in my absence what I would do if I were physically present with you. The Spirit's coming assures continuity with Jesus, with what Jesus did and taught. Continuity with what Jesus did and taught. So I've heard uh, an amazing pastor say this. The Holy Spirit is Jesus unlimited. The Holy Spirit is Jesus unlimited. Another, just like me, who will do all the things that I did, but not bound by that body. How many of you know Jesus was in one place at one time? The Holy Spirit is ever. He's right here this Sunday, and he's down the street, and he's over here and over there. He's in you, he's in me. Jesus unlimited. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be with you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. A little while longer, the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live. You will live also. At that day, you will know that I am in the Father and you in me. He who has my commandments and keeps them is he who loves me, and he who keeps me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Our responsibility is is loving him, and his responsibility is loving us. Our responsibility in love is to obey him. His responsibility is to love us and point the father to loving us and manifest himself to us it is not our responsibility to get jesus to manifest nowhere does it say you will you will corks up corks up or was that the right word i say it works up or or whatever co-works coerce up yeah coerce up sorry Oh, my, my, my accent's starting to come out too. But chorus up, you can't create and manufacture a manifestation of the Spirit. You cannot do it. He says it right here, that he, that, that the Father in Jesus will, Jesus will come and manifest himself to you. You can't manufacture that. Not a real one. So it's his responsibility to manifest. It's our responsibility to obey his commandments. And we can be assured that we're obeying his commandments by what? His continual manifestation. He departs. Watch out. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not the world? Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my father will love him. Our responsibility is to do what? Keep his word. The father's responsibility is to do what? Love us. And we will come to him and make our home in him. You don't have to make Jesus come make his home in you. You have to obey. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Somebody say, I am not responsible to teach myself. (laughs) The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send uh, 
in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Hallelujah. So many of us have gotten, I believe in memorizing scripture. I think it's, it's great, awesome, go for it, think it's awesome. But some people get so caught, I just need to memorize more scripture. I just mean, what are you talking about? The author lives in you. And he says right here, how he'll bring to remembrance everything you need in the moment. Why don't you stop relying on works and rely on God? I think it's a good thing to hide the, the but when you say that and it's kind of taken out of context, it's like I have hidden your heart, your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. It's almost like you take, um, you take the responsibility of keeping yourself from stumbling upon yourself. And it's like if I can just memorize so much more scripture, then I won't keep sinning against God. But that's not really it. The Holy Spirit does it now. He does it now. It is good to memorize, good to keep, definitely good. But again, Old Covenant, New Covenant. The Holy Spirit, the one who wrote those words lives in you. I'm telling you, I've had scripture come out of my mind that I ain't read, that I was like, oh, well, at this point I read the whole Bible multiple times, but, but again, that I don't have memorized out of nowhere. And I literally have to look it up. Is that even in the Bible? And I look it up and guess what? Word for word right there. That's the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give you. Let your heart not be troubled, neither let it be afraid. His responsibility is to give you peace. It's not your responsibility to go out and get your own peace. It's your responsibility to not let your heart be troubled and to not be afraid and receive his peace and believe it, which he's given to you. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you love me, you would rejoice because I said I'm going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I've told you before it comes to pass that when it does come to pass, you may believe I will no longer talk much with you for the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me. But that the, f- the world may know that I love the Father and as the Father gave me commandment, so I, I do arise and let us go from here. Meaning what? Again, I, I do what the fa- I see the Father doing. The enemy has nothing in me. When I'm full of Christ, he finds nothing in Christ. The enemy comes looking for things of himself in you. That's, why, that's footholds. He's looking for his character and his nature. But it's not so if we're filled with Christ. Thank you, Lord. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears more fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Who prunes? Who takes away? You You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Well, Lord, I really need to clean myself up. How many people have said that? I just need to get right before I come to church. It is not your responsibility to clean yourself. When it, even when it says, clean your hands, O sinners, what's it talking about? Wash it in the blood. Come on, there ain't a soap on the planet that can clean sin up. Only the precious blood of the Lamb. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Our responsibility to abide, his responsibility to produce. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Mm. So comforting. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out. Did you hear that? Who casts out? Mm. 
as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. One of the greatest indicators also is that you're abiding is that your prayers are being answered. Again, according to his will and purposes. But it's a good indicator. If you're praying, it's like, you're like hitting a wall. Am I abiding? What's my secret place prayer life been like? And there's a place I would propose in secret prayer life when you lock up with him and abide with him and commune with him and stuff that the Bible says you have no need to ask in prayer, but your father in heaven already knows and stuff that you just even think about starts happening. And you're like, I just even thought about the day. I didn't even really pray. It just, the thought came to my mind. I was like, oh, I would like that. It happened. Oh, I'd like to see this. It happened. Oh, I wish this was happening. It happened. And, he, and I want to jump back because he talks about it. He says, um, I have told you, this is verse 29. I jump back to 14. I have told you before it comes to pass. Also in this place, you'll start seeing things before they happen. You'll know I'm abiding because you'll start to have a foreknowledge of, oh, I saw that. You may not, he speaks in mysteries and way, but you'll be like, oh, I knew that was coming. Oh, I saw that. I had a discernment. Yeah, I kind of knew that was coming. Does that make sense? So it's his part to foreshow you. It's not your part to know unless he reveals. Does that make sense? All right. If anyone is, oh, no. If you abide in me, be done. By this, verse 8, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. I love this. Because, well, I just want to give God glory in my life. How is God, does God receive glory in our lives? Yeah. And then it says right here, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So, Again, whose responsibility is it to bear fruit? It's his responsibility to produce the fruit in us. Our responsibility is to abide. So if we want to bring God glory, what's the best thing we can do? Abide. So then fruit is produced and it brings him glory. He produces his own glory in us. Do you see that? Just as the father produced the son's own glory. The son never once had to worry about credit or anything. He never had to wor once worry about his own glory. The father would lift him up for all to see. And it is the name that is said more than any other name on this planet. The name of Jesus. As the father loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that you, your joy may be full. So even as we do this, whose responsibility is it to give us joy? It's his. Are you responsible for your own joy? We're not talking about happiness. Are you responsible for your own joy? But you know, if happiness is rooted in happenings, if all the things that are happening to me are God designed, I'll be happy. Did you catch that? If happiness comes from happenings, things that happen to us, if I'm abiding in Christ, everything that, that happens to me will be good and I'll end up being happy. Does that make sense? So my happiness is even found in, in him. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. So again, it's our responsibility to abide, his to produce joy. It's our responsibility to do what? Love one another. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for his friends. 
You are my friends if you do what I ever, whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends for all things that I heard from the fa- my father I have made known to you. Here is another good indicator you're abiding. He's revealing things you didn't know. You did not choose me, but I chose you. I want you to say this. I cannot choose to be chosen. I cannot choose to be chosen. I am chosen because God wants me. Come on. Thank you, Lord. He looked at you and all your perfections and all your mess mistakes and all that and loved you anyway and chose you anyway. Knowing you can't fix it, all you can do is yield to his spirit working in you. What a good God. Mm. Thank you, Lord. And appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. (laughs) And that your fruit should remain. And whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you that you love one another. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and, and also hated both me and my father. But this happened that the word might be fulfilled, which he, is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. But when the helper, I love the buts, don't you? But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the father, he will testify of me. Even your testifying, even your testifying, where is it coming from? The Spirit. No one can say that Jesus is Yahweh, Lord, set by what? The Spirit. We don't even get to take credit for our testimony. It's so good. All the pressure is off. If you don't feel like depressurized today, I don't know what to tell you. Because I feel like the Lord's doing, he's coming, he's cutting hearts, but boy, he's just lifting pressure. Get out of works. Get into grace. Thank you, Jesus. He will testify to me, and you also will bear witness. Why? Because you have been with me from the beginning. So your witness is directly correlated to your being with him. You want a greater witness? Be with him more. These things I have spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. He even gave you a a layout. What keeps you from stumbling? Abiding in him. They will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God service. Again, we were talking about that. People doing things from their perspective and even thinking they're doing them in the name of God. 
And these things they will do to you because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have told you that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. But now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you asked me where you're going. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. I love that. I want you to understand as, as much as we long, and the spirit and the bride say come. I'm longing for Jesus to split. Only Jesus can correct this world. Only Jesus can create a new one. Only Jesus when he comes. And I'm longing for it. I long for the bridegroom cream. I do. But what you need to understand is that right now on th- in this life and on this world, Jesus himself said it's, as, it's an advantage to you that you have the Holy Spirit. You are at a greater advantage. You need to realize that. And that takes a lot of faith. What do you mean? Wouldn't we be a better church if Jesus was standing here in the flesh? He said, it's better that I go. And we have to have faith in that as much as, boy, I want him here. And he comes, you know. By the Holy Spirit. And when he comes, he when he has come, he will, somebody, he will convict the world of sin. Is it your job to convict the world of sin? Whose responsibility is it? Yes. And of righteousness, is it your responsibility to convict people of your righteousness? <laughs> that's been a tough one for me lately. Uh, that's a tough one for a lot of us. It's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> Just let the Father vindicate. <laughs> yes. He does. 100%. You just you just look at people and say, I'm just following the Lord. I just love the Lord and wisdom will be made known by her fruit. Her children, sorry. Wisdom will be made known by her children. Check the fruit. That's what I say. Check the fruit. Look at the fruit. Anytime there's combating stories and you're trying to discern this and that, Check the fruit. Then it says this. Um, and of judgment. Is it our job to convict the world of their judgment? No. You could just preach the gospel, and actually the preaching of the gospel is judgment or salvation. Salvation to those whom believe, but judgment on those who reject it. Do you understand that? It is both at the same time. And of sin, because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. I want you to catch that. Sometimes Jesus is not saying things to you because at this current time, you cannot bear to hear them. So what do you do then? Wait upon the Lord. Also a good indicator, I love that scripture. Wait upon the Lord, why? That you may lift up on wings like eagles, and your strength may be renewed, right? So if you're weary, it's a good indicator you're not waiting. Amen? That was a little bonus nugget. We're almost there. I still have many things to say to you that you can't bear them. However, when the Holy Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Is it your responsibility to, to be led into all truth? He'll do it. 
do you lead your, let me rephrase that. Is it your responsibility to lead yourself into all truth? It's the Holy Spirit's responsibility. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Be very careful when people are saying they're speaking by the Holy Spirit, but it's not glorifying Jesus. Be very careful. All things that the Father has are mine, and therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. A little while, and you will not see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me, because I go to the Father. Then some of his disciples said among themselves, What is this that he says to us? A little while, and you will not see me again. A little while, and you will not, you will see me. And because I go to the Father. They said, therefore, What is this that he says? A little while. We do not know what he is saying. Now Jesus knew that they desired to ask him, and he said to them, Are you inquiring among yourselves about what I said? A little while, and you will not see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me. Most assuredly, I say to you that you will weep and laminate, but the world will rejoice, and you will be sorrowful. But your sorrow will be turned into joy. Mm, that's his job. <laughs> his responsibility is to turn our sorrow into joy. A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for the joy that a human being has been born into the world. Therefore, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. If you lose joy, okay, it's typically, it's typically sourced in a wrong belief. Because God himself just said, no one can take your joy. And in, the, in, the, and in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. You ask, he gives. We don't take. We ask and he gives. These things I have spoken to you in figurative language, but the time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came forth from God. I came forth from the Father and have come into the world, and again I leave the world and go to the Father. His disciples said to him, See now you are speaking plainly and using no figure of speech. Now we are sure that you know all things and have no need that anyone should question you. By this we believe that you came forth from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Indeed, the hour is coming and has come that you will be scattered, each to his own, and will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Ru tribulations will come. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Tribulations will come. They will come. They will come. He has given peace and joy, but it's our responsibility to abide in it and receive it and then be of good cheer and not let our hearts grow troubled. So, Father God, I pray. Um, this morning, Lord, thank you for coming so powerfully in worship. And please don't rush out. We're, we are going to receive the offering real quick. But um, Lord, I just pray that you just come and 
just continue to help us discern what is our responsibilities and what is your responsibility. Keep us out of your lane and keep us in our lane. Keep us on our path, Lord, that you lead and you guide. You, Holy Spirit, be the bumpers that keeps, keep us out of the gutters. You help us just, just, just hit a strike every time, Lord, in the bowling lane of life by keeping us, God, out of the gutters, Lord. We trust you. We trust you to do your part. You don't need us to be the God of our own lives. You don't need that. You don't need us to be our own helper. Holy Spirit, give us that revelation this morning and bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Ushers, if you guys want to come, there's four main ways we can give. Um, you can sow into the word tonight, uh, this morning. Encounter1078.com. You can click on the donate tab. There's PayPal that way. Cash app. There's dollar sign Encounter1078. There's envelopes on the back of the corners of chairs. And any checks can be made out to Encounter1078. Um, Yep, and so we just thank you guys for your continuous giving and generosity. Um, the days ahead, we're putting a lot of it to good use, doing outreach and, and really gearing up to win souls. And then obviously we'll have bathroom renovations coming up. And so uh, we're still kind of waiting on a quote. I know I haven't brought that up in a while, but we, everybody got their stimulus money and they're doing bathroom renovations. And so we can't get nobody <laughs> to go. So it's like every time we try to call, find somebody, everybody is. So we're just kind of waiting for that to die down a little bit. But they're all busy. So, um, yeah, just pray for favor on that. And so we'll get that to you as soon as we can on what we need to raise. But anyway, Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for the generosity of your children, of your saints. Lord, I pray that um, even as they give today, they would see just a great breakthrough exceedingly abundantly above God that they know that literally as they sow hell is being destroyed and the kingdom of Jesus Christ is being advanced in the earth in purity and power led by his spirit and his word in Jesus name amen you guys can go ahead thank you for joining us on encounter podcast we pray it has been a blessing to you we would be honored if you would prayerfully consider supporting this ministry by becoming a monthly partner or sowing a one-time offering helping us bring the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ our Lord to the lost and the continued training and equipping of his bride, the church. For more information on how to become a partner or make a donation, please go to Encounter1078.com and click on the donate button. Thank you and may the mercy and grace of the Lord Jesus be upon you.